not. Can we read 14 together? One, two, three. Are, Are they, they not all ministering spirits sent forth to those to minister to them who shall inherit salvation? Read it one more time. One, two, three. Not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. One more time. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The reason why you're doing too much is because no one is ministering for you. Let me go to this side. Somebody on this side will understand it. I want you to read it again. Are they not ministering spirits sent to minister to those who will inherit salvation? Meaning most of the work you do, you are not supposed to do it. Maybe this is for people online. Amen. Hello? Are they not? Can you read it again? One, two, three. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Notice, it's actually you're being asked a question. I they yeah. not. You're being asked a question. Because God never gave them a place next to him. God gave his son a place next to him. And his son brought us to sit with him in heavenly places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because we are seated with Jesus, are they not ministering spirits sent to minister to those who will inherit? So angels are sent to people who are already seated in heavenly places. Because God knows this one is going to heaven. Remember, they already know who is coming. So because they know that your place is there, they come to expedite the mission of God on earth in your life. Amen. Amen, you teach it. When God created Adam, he looked at Adam and said, it is not good for man to be alone. Everything God was saying, it is good. This is good. This is good. He made Adam. Adam is looking good and everything. He said, it is not good. God did not only give us companionship with human beings. But we have companionship with angels. Amen. Your walk with God is not just with brothers and sisters in Christ. There are other brethren who are not born but were created that are in heaven that are sent to assist you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody is not catching this. Let's go to the Bible. Let me show you. Are you ready? Yes. Go to the book of Revelations. Are you sure you're ready? Yeah, we're ready. I'm doing my best. 
I receive it. Revelations chapter 19, verse 10. Revelations chapter 19, Amen. verse 10. Are you ready? Listen to this. Now, a lot of people don't understand the, the culture of our church because they are not, you know, the, the problem is you need to understand something. If you ever see somebody offended because somebody is honored, it is simple. They don't know what worship is. Anybody that looks at a person and feels offended because of how they gave honor to somebody, you know they don't understand what worship is. The greatest sign of honor is when one can humble himself to another because of who they are in the presence of God. When I see my father, who by God's grace, God gave him to me to assist me, to raise me in the work of God. Amen. I have never met him and greeted him like this. My first greeting will be the most humble greeting I can give. Because to me, I understand one thing. I see the Jesus in him that was sent to help me. Amen. That's good. Because he's a gate that was opened for me. That's good. For another dimension. So I honor him because of what God has used him and will continue to use him Amen. in my life for. Amen. Even though physically we may be almost the same age, but spiritually he is an old man. <laughs> Amen. I don't know if somebody's catching this. Ancient. So, when I meet him, I recognize God by honoring him. That's why the Lord Jesus said, the Bible says it clearly. Give honor where honor is due. Amen. But men don't understand one thing. If you see somebody, I have no problem in being humble. Yet God uses me deeply. But one thing that I know is that if I see God's hand on somebody, I have no problem doing this. It's not because I am worshiping them. Amen. I am honoring them. Amen. Amen. If you ever see anybody saying, oh, you will never bow to a man, it's, it's worship. It's the most foolish thing anybody can say. It's because they don't understand. Remember, the... The, the prostitute saw Jesus, went and fell at his feet and began to cry. Jesus never told her, get up. But you're saying, oh, Jesus is God. No, remember he was not glorified. So he was still operating like a man of God, even though he was the Messiah. The priests, one of the men, one of the leaders was like, how could he allow such a woman to touch him? And the Bible says, and Jesus answered his thoughts. Not his words, his thoughts. Yesterday when I, I think it was the day before yesterday or yesterday, I was prophesying small, small online. And my nephew, <laughs> my nephew, <laughs> Rio was looking at his cousin Andrew and he was like, did you just see that? 
How is he reading people's minds? <laughs> Uncle Love, you have telekinesis. <laughs> he was so shocked. He could not, you know, because he was surprised that I was dealing with things that are in people's hearts, but I knew them. Uh, if you're thinking crazy thoughts around me, I know. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. <laughs> we believe you. You just... <laughs> many times, you just act normal because it's not necessary. Yeah. So, I'm... Um, you see Jesus answering his thoughts, saying, this woman has shown me great love. When I came, you didn't kiss me. You didn't greet me with a kiss. You did not anoint my head. But ever since I came in, this woman has washed my feet with her. Jesus is actually encouraging her. Honor is the gate to elevation. God will never lift anybody up that does not know how to humble themselves. He can't. It's impossible. Imagine God is saying, he's not saying, he's saying, I, not I will send an angel, me, God, I will resist you. When Abraham saw the three men coming, he ran and threw himself at their feet because he knew they were men of God. Before he even knew this was God that has come with angels, he, the Bible says he bowed himself before them. Three of them threw himself. And said, my Lord, please come into my house. You see Daniel the prophet, seeing angel Gabriel, throws himself on the floor and refers to angel Gabriel as my Lord. Because he knew that without Gabriel, he's not moving to the next level. So God sent him to minister to him. And he had to honor whom God sent. When the father of John the Baptist, God was ready to bring John into the world. And he met the father of John in the temple, in the church, while he was lighting incense. And the angel of the Lord began to speak to him and told him, you will have a son. You are barren, you are old, but you will have a son. This and this will happen. And the man of God failed to honor him by not believing in his words. The angel said, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. Because you have not believed my words, you will not speak until this child is born. Notice he had the ability to shut his mouth. Not because God said so, but because he said so. Ah, I know what you've been taught about angels. Oh, if an angel comes, you need to ask the angel, who are you? <laughs> so that he tells you if he's an angel of the Lord. Listen, an angel of God comes, you will know he's from God. Amen. Because you will think you met God. I'm talking to the wrong people. May those who are shouting amen have angelic visitations. I receive. Thank you, Lord. I don't know if somebody's capturing me. When you meet an angel that has come from the presence, he, don't, he doesn't need to tell you I came from God. I always find it funny. Oh, you need to question the angel. Are you crazy? <laughs> you know you have not stood in the presence of an angel. 
In fact, let me tell you something surprising. You want to know something shocking? Yes. When the Lord Jesus comes, it's actually less fireworks compared to angels. He comes with the most simplicity, but it is the most frightening and the most shaking. <laughs> when angels come, it's actually more fireworks than even the king of glory himself. It is interesting, right? God's humility is just doesn't even make sense. So, you need to understand this. Jacob is waiting on God, praying, waiting on God. An angel comes. And because he held on the angel, the angel asked him, what's your name? He said, my name is Jacob. He said, no, your name is not Jacob. From today, your name will be Israel. Notice, angels have the ability to bless somebody. <laughs> Maybe I, you know, I feel like this was the wrong message. Are you sure you're ready for this? Yes. I am just trying to open you up to something that is for you, but you don't know that it's for you. The Lord Jesus himself was not ignorant of angelic ministry. Let me show you something. Let's, let's read Revelations first. Are you ready? Yes. Let's read Revelations. Listen to what it says. And I fell at his feet to worship him. Notice the reason. He fell at his feet to worship. Amen. Not fell at his feet to honor, but to worship. Worship belongs to God. I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou do it not. I am thy fellow servant. And of thy what? Brethren. That have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. prophecy. But notice what the angel is saying. Do it not. I am your fellow servant. I work with you. And I am actually one of your brothers. Amen. An angel is telling John. No, 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 no. I am your fellow servant. And I'm also your brother. Meaning... Angels have twofold ministry to a person. They come to serve, to do the will of God along with you, but they are also your brother, meaning that you can have conversations, you can talk, you, you can reason out things. Let me explain it to you. When the Lord Jesus was praying at the garden, he was sweating blood. Do you know who came to comfort him? Huh? So angels can comfort. Amen. Angels came and they were like, Lord, don't worry. It will be okay. You go through it. You already know how everything is going to turn out. When he was in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, 
When the devil departed from him, angels came to minister to him. I think I'm talking. I don't know if you understand what God is doing for you right now. When a prophet speaks to you concerning something, it means God is beginning to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. When angels begin to operate and function in one's life, everything becomes easy. Thank you, Lord. Everything becomes what? Easy. Easy. Let me give you an example. Hallelujah. Moses performed a lot of miracles. Lots of miracles in Egypt. People call them the plagues of Egypt. Ah, he did a lot of things in Egypt. But on the day that they had to leave Egypt, a miracle was not enough. An angel had to come. Teach it, teach it. An angel had to come at night and say, now, I am tired of these people fighting the people of God. I have come to stop this battle. I have come to stop it. And immediately something happened. Amen. Everyone that was going to stand against them in the present and in the future was cut off. May God send angels to fight your enemies. Hallelujah. I receive. May God send angels to fight your enemies. Somebody shout it is done. It is done. Thank you, Lord. Now, I don't know if somebody is catching me. Angels can be sent. The reason why so many of you say, I had a dream. I don't understand it. What does that mean? <laughs> I saw this and this, and I don't know what it means. What is that? Daniel was seeing visions. He did not know what it means. He said, Lord, I don't understand this. God did not come and explain. Do you know what God did? He sent an angel. But not just any other angel. You have to understand that Daniel had a relationship with Gabriel. So it was not shocking for God to send Gabriel to speak to him because he was already comfortable with Gabriel. Because he started seeing Gabriel in visions from dreams to visions to open visions. The first time he saw Gabriel physically, he said, I saw the man Gabriel whom I had seen in my dreams. Some of you, God sent angels in your dreams, but because you never recognize it, you never caught it. Try. I don't know if somebody's listening to me. Good teaching, Papa. Good teaching. But when Gabriel could not understand visions, God sent Gabriel to come. The Bible literally says, Gabriel, go explain to him what he, I just showed him. So Gabriel came to speak in terms that 
Daniel could understand. He said, I've been sent to explain to you the visions you saw. Meaning that when Nebuchadnezzar had that dream and did not know, wanted to be told what the dream was and the interpretation, who do you think told Daniel? Because you notice every time he did not understand, he was sent to help him. After today, you will have dreams and visions. Amen. You will pray and go to sleep. And a man will come and tell you, what you dreamt means Amen. this. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. There is a new dimension being released to you. Amen. Especially those who are shouting amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Especially those who are shouting amen. Amen. I don't know if you are catching me. So you need the ministry of angels. Yes. Hello. 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 You see, so many of you, you don't understand that. You just want to hear about Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Lord Jesus, Lord, which is great. But the Lord wants you to know this. If you don't know this, you limit yourself. Because God, imagine you want something from the government, but you don't want to deal with the people who run the government. It's like going to ask for direction. You say, I want you to tell me how to get to the bathroom, but don't tell me how, what to do. Right. How are you going to speak to me? I want to know, but I don't want you to speak to me. Right. Try. That's good. Yet God gave, like an example is this. If God gave you a prophet, let me tell you the truth. 90% of what God will say to you will be using that person. Amen. Now I'm telling you the truth. He doesn't see the point of coming to you if he puts somebody that can speak to you. Amen. But now, when you get to a certain place, I don't know if you're catching this. Are you, are you, are you capturing this? If you're ever in church and a man of God is standing and preaching and somebody just stands up, thou says the Lord. You know that's not the Lord because the Lord will never do that. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. You need to not be, the Bible says, do not be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Because God expects you to also not be ignorant of angels. Amen. Some of you can sit here and tell me, spirit of death, that one has spirit of this. But you have never recognized a single angel. You see somebody doing this, ah, the spirit of confusion. <laughs> yeah, I passed by them and I felt Jezebel. 
How many angels have you met and you said this was an angel? Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Don't you see there's a problem there? There's a huge problem. And you need to be somebody that is honest with yourself. For every demon that you can recognize. Because remember, only a third of the stars fell. So if you take a hole and take out a third of it, it does not compare to the number of angels. So Hallelujah. meaning there are more angels around than any demon. Hallelujah. There are more angels around than any demon. We are blessed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. Hallelujah. So why is it that people will say, I saw a devil there. I saw a devil here. I saw, you are a Christian. Do you know how many angels have been sent to you? But always remember, you will always see what you want to see. You like demons, they will come to you. Some of us, we love the angels of the Lord. Amen. Remember, one of God's name is God of hosts. It is in his name. One of his names is the God of hosts. The God of heaven's armies. So it's giving you two categories. Hosts. What do hosts do? The hosts are, ah, you need this, you need that, let's do this. And then he's also the God of the heaven's armies. Meaning he's a God also of angels that are specifically to fight. Amen. If you are ignorant of what is in his name, go to your Bible. Let me show you something. Go to the Gospels. Matthew chapter 25, 26, verse 53. Matthew 26, 53. Matthew 26, 53. Amen. Are you there? Amen. I want you to read it together. One, two, three. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father, and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? Notice, when Jesus was about to be arrested... He said, guys, don't think you took me. I decided to go. Right. Because if I want, if I want, don't you think that I can ask my father for more than 12 Do You have to understand that it's overkill. Look at your neighbor say overkill. Overkill. One legion has about 6,000 angels. Jesus is saying, I can ask my father for more than 12. Remember Egypt, it took one to shut down Egypt, one angel. 
But the Lord is saying, I can ask for more than 12. May God send you legions of angels. I receive. May God send you angels today. I receive. That anywhere there was challenges. Yes. Yes, Lord. Sit, 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 sit. I don't know if somebody is catching me. Capro Soto. Look at this. It's crazy. The Lord is not saying, I will pray that my father will cover me. He said, listen, I can ask for more than 12. Meaning he was very aware of the angelic ministry. Yeah. That he knew that he could demand for it. He said, don't you think I can pray my father? You have to understand the word pray there is ask. You, you are going through some difficulty with finances. You can't find a job. Or oh, my aunt or my grandmother cast me from the village. Or somebody spoke negative words about me and they are following me. Don't you know you can sit down and say, Lord, enough is enough. I ask for 10 legions today. Hallelujah. To go to those people. Hallelujah. I'm talking to the wrong people. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Sit, sit, sit. The Bible tells you clearly. Yeah, yeah. Our weapons of warfare. Listen, you have weapons. But you, you wait for angels to come by coincidence. Teach us, Papa, teach. Oh, I oh, an angel stumbled and came. You don't know that you can position yourself for angelic visitation. You can position yourself to walk with the angels of God. You, you just want by accident. No. Listen, Abraham sat in the midday at his door, looking, expecting God to visit him. He sat at the door, expecting a visitation. Because he did not sit inside the house. He did not go to the gate. He sat at the door of his tent. Looking, waiting for something to happen. Some of you don't sit at the door. You wait for Jesus to knock the door. Right. And you wonder why you are not seeing angels. You wonder why God is not sending you angels. Because there is no expectation. Notice Lot sat at the city gates. But Abraham sat at the door. When you begin to understand, I have angels everywhere around me. Amen. They're in my living room. Amen. They're in my bedroom. Amen. They are in the driveway. Amen. The Lord has sent me angels to look after me. Amen. 
let me show you how serious and significant the ministry of angels is. Now, when the devil went to tempt the Lord in the wilderness, he went after two kinds of things. One to do, actually three. One to do with his daily living, like regular life, physical life. Don't be too spiritual that you are ignorant of your physical life. Amen, amen. Teach that, Papa. So the first temptation that the devil used was to do with his natural life. You need to eat. You need to dress nicely. The Lord literally told them, don't worry about what you're going to wear. For even this Solomon, with all his glory, did not look as good as these roses. Meaning God wants you to look as good as roses. Right. Amen. Amen. Effort. Amen. When people see you, they should see a king or a queen by how you look. Hallelujah. Because the Lord compared the look to Solomon. He did not pick Elijah because <laughs> Elijah's fashion sense was weird. That's good, Papa. Are you capturing me? He went after the one who was dressed the best. Right. Yeah. I. So now capture this. So it is essential for you to take care of yourself. God knows it. That is why one of the prayers that the Lord Jesus actually, when he was teaching his disciples how to pray, he said, give us this day our daily bread. It is obvious for you to have what? Daily bread. Not just spiritual bread. Daily bread. Because if you receive spiritual bread, but your daily physical bread is not in order, then you have no way of carrying out that spiritual bread. So you need to be physically in order for the spiritual one to enhance you. I don't know if somebody is capturing me. Are you getting what I'm saying here? So you need spiritual bread is essential. But it is pointless if you have something to do on earth. If your physical body is broken. then there's no need to send you bread. Just go to heaven. But if you have a mission on earth, God knows that you physically need to be okay. So the first temptation that the devil used was to do with daily life. The second dimension that he went after was his spiritual life. Telling him, we pray to God because there are rewards that come by serving and going after God. He said, what you want, instead of going to the cross, come to me and I will give you all the kingdoms of the earth. And the Bible literally says that he showed him all the kingdoms of the earth. Meaning that angelic beings have the ability to show you visions. Because Jesus is in the wilderness... And he's seeing New York, he's seeing Washington, D.C., he's seeing Egypt, he's seeing everywhere at the same time. 
This message is not for you. Let me stop. Because what many of you don't know, if you've encountered angels, the language of the spirit is not in sound. Sound is actually primitive, if, you, if, you, if we need to use that word. It's the downgraded way, means of speaking. How it is? 100%. The first time I saw the Lord, I got confused. He was talking to me without moving his mouth. I was shocked. And I'm listening to him. I'm watching. He's speaking to me. No movement in his mouth. Then I saw angels again when they started appearing to me. He's, he's speaking to me. You're seeing the most beautiful smile. But nothing is moving. <laughs> but you can hear words. And sometimes they will impart a whole experience so that you know what they're trying to say. Sometimes if God wants to show you, go left, go right. Instead of telling you, go left, go right. He will show you how to get there in a picture. So you see yourself going left, going right. And you see the location, you know you have been told, go left, go right, and go here. In heaven, there are no arguments. Because we impart the information. I don't need to explain. I just give you what I'm trying to say. That is why in heaven, when you look at flowers, you almost see them like waving, praising God, but they have no mouth. They have no eyes. They are flowers. But you look at them, it's like there's a hallelujah. You, you are sure it is. Everything, is, everything in heaven is, is animate. There's nothing that is just like a statue like this. Everything is alive. Now I'm telling you the truth. Everything is alive. The third thing, because you need your physical life in order, your spiritual life in order, you and God, when these th two things are in place, the third thing that the devil used to try and tempt the Lord Jesus was concerning the ministry of angels in his life. Because he knew he had to depend on the ministry of angels to do what he needed to do. So the angel, the devil took him to the highest point of the temple and told him, jump. Is it not written that he will set charge of his angels to you? That they will keep you in all your ways. So angels are supposed to keep you in all what? Your ways. That you will not dash your foot against a stone. They are supposed to keep you to the point that you will not have hiccups in life. One day your account is minus, the next day is plus, minus, plus. They are supposed to stop anything like that from ever happening. There should never be stumbles in your life. I don't know if somebody is listening to me. They are supposed to keep you in all your ways. If somebody wrong is coming in your life, they will tell you that one is not for us. Mm -hmm. 
Amen. That verse gives you part of their ministry. And he's telling him, jump. Is it not written? If they are really sent to work with you, then you should not afraid to jump because they will not allow you to die. Some people die prematurely simply because you don't allow the ministry of angels to happen in your life. The devil used it as a temptation point. Meaning it was something that Jesus had to believe and to depend on. Let me explain to you. The Bible says you are not tempted of anything external, but of your own things inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jesus had to believe in the ministry of angels. And the devil had to poke and see, does he really believe in the ministry of angels? That's good. That's good. Remember, God never threw Lucifer out of heaven. An angel called Michael threw him out of heaven. So the devil is very aware of the angelic ministry. And everybody that is to serve God has to be aware of angelic ministry. I'm talking to myself. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. If you got it, say Jesus. Jesus. Thank you for angels. angels. So watch this. The devil is coming to tell him, jump if they are really with you. It means they are very important. If the devil can use it as a point to break the ministry of Jesus. It means it is something that the ministry of Jesus depended on. Even people in the occult or the demonic realm, when they go to serve, you know, there are small people, and then there are people who are actually giants in that world, but giants in that world, even a baby in this kingdom can crush them. Amen, amen. But even them, they know in order to be powerful, they will be given spirits to help them with their work. Let me tell you something. I remember this like yesterday, and God told me to share some of my experiences before I, 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 I get you to that point. I remember in the, in the beginning of this house, before we were here, and I was praying in the room, and somebody came to look for me, and the person asked, asked I'm looking for Lovi. Now, those days, there was only about six people that were coming. There was no way anybody else knows about me. (laughs) But this man knew me by name. And he came to look for me. When I was told that somebody was looking for you, the Lord spoke to me, told me, the person is an occultist. Go and listen and watch and be careful and do what I will tell you. So I went to the door. The man stood at the door. He greeted me. Hey, how are you? Lovey, how are you? I said, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. He 
said, yeah, I came to talk to you because I need to talk to you. Do you have a minute? I said, yeah. And this is right before. It was like a few minutes, like 10, 15 minutes before we start prayer in the house. He tells me, so I came to you to talk to you so you know, uh, um, uh, I know that you know. He's like, you know that I know what? <laughs> he said, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I have my father that I need you to pray for. I said, well, no, first of all, no, I remember he said, I heard you heal people. I said, I have never healed anybody. Jesus heals everybody. He said, no, I know you know what I mean. I know you heal people. I said, no, 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 you have it wrong. Jesus is the healer. He said, okay, okay, okay. I have my father that is sick that I need to bring him for you to pray for. I said, but I want to do it in private. The Lord told me, don't. If you do it, they will kill you. I said, no, bring your father to service. Then he laughed and looked. He said, ah, you're clever. He said, anyway. <laughs> I know. Listen to this statement. Only a spiritual person will understand this statement. If you're not spiritual, you will never know what he's saying. Because there's a language of the spirit that can be spoken in the tongue of men. But only a spiritual person will know the tongue of the spirit. Amen. The man looked at me and said this. He said, I know there are powers in you that allow you to communicate with the God. Now you have to understand the statement here. I know there are powers, not a spirit, but powers. Because power means different entities. Because in that kingdom, they operate with powers. Now, you have to understand why he used the word powers. Because, remember, we have principalities and power. It is an angelic group of spirits. Now, there are powers that fell. And there are powers that are still operating in heaven. There are principalities that fell. And there are principalities that are still serving in heaven. There are thrones that fell and there are thrones that are still up there. And there are rankings of angels that never even fell. Because Lucifer could only influence those who are under his ranking. Sorry. Not above, no. And by the way, I don't know where people got that he was the highest angel, the closest to God. That's nonsense. It's not in the Bible. Nothing like that. Now capture this and capture this well. Immediately, when he said that, I understood what he was looking for. He was trying to understand the source of my power. So he used a language of that realm to see if I will respond to it. I looked at him, I said, I have no idea what you're saying. I acted like a fool. You know, some of you just begin, blood of Jesus, fire, fire, fire. No. Sometimes you have to fight people with words. Wisdom. Touch your neighbor, say wisdom. Wisdom. Napkin, napkin, napkin. Napkin, napkin. 
So immediately, immediately, thank you. So immediately, he looked at me and he laughed and he left. Never saw him again. So even they know that you need spirits to aid you. That is why when you pass by psychic places and whatever, they have images of familiar spirits that work with them. Remember the woman with the spirit of divination needed a spirit to be in her in order for her to speak yeah. things that were going to come. Right. Meaning the evil spirit that possessed her was actually a prophetic spirit that fell. Because the presence of that spirit caused her to see. So if you, God sends you a prophetic angel, what will happen? Hallelujah. Some of you are too slow, so. I don't know if somebody is catching. I think that this, this should have been maybe for prophetic school. No, Papa. Uh, if you miss prophet this time, the first prophetic school, we were, we were in a certain dimension. This one, I will dive you deep, head first. Hallelujah. Because I feel like I covered a lot of ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the basics first. Yeah, yeah. Ha! It will be too much. There are mysteries that I have never taught in my life. I will, taught, I will teach for that prophetic school. Amen. So now watch this. The spirit of divination. Remember, God is called the father of all spirits. If you did not know that, that's another name that belongs to God. Father of all spirits. So the angels that come into your life determines your mission. Teacher. But also, you can, by who you are associated with, they can release some kind of angels that are with them to you. Amen. Remember, everything is about connection. And association. So, Prophet Emmanuel may be walking with some dangerous deliverance angels. Because I encountered Prophet Emmanuel and he took a liking to me. Spiritually, he can just decide to impart. Now, what you only think is impartation is what is in his spirit. But it is also connected to the angels that are serving his spirit. I don't know if somebody is catching this. That is why Elisha, let me shock you. Are you ready for this seat? Elijah leaves this world. He's not dead. Elisha gets sick and dies. He's dead. Done, dead, turned to bones. They are burying somebody alongside the grave. They, forget that they forgot that even Elisha was buried there. 
But Angel Raphael was still working with Elisha. You're not catching it. When they threw, when the Philistines, I don't know who was coming, they got scared and tossed the body and ran. The body touched the, bo the bones of Elisha. Boom. The body came back to life. The man is no longer there. The man is bones. A corpse just touches the bones. Boom. The guy is back to life. <laughs> Let me explain to you something. The anointing works with words. If you don't release words, the anointing does not move. But angels, even when your body is put in the grave, there are angels that stand by that body while your spirit is in heaven. They stand at that gravesite until the day that that body will be raised up again. Listen, God will protect even your body in the grave. I don't know if somebody's catching me. Ay, 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 ay. Now capture this. God, the angels are on assignment. They are not even leaving your body. You are gone to heaven. Other angels come to get your spirit. You are gone to heaven. The devil is trying to steal Moses' body. Michael is saying, you, what are you doing? Imagine Michael is still standing where Moses was. That he had to take the body of Moses and bury it himself. That nobody could find it. When the Lord Jesus' body is in the grave, angels are standing by the graveside. Waiting for his spirit to come back. When his spirit came back, they rolled off the stone. They were still standing there. They never left. They were still standing there. And when he was about, when he rose up, people came to look for his body. The angels were also there. Some were encountered angels. Some encountered him himself. When he moved from the grave, the angels were no longer at the gravesite. When he was ascending, the angels were still standing there. That they had to tell them, guys, can you go now and do the work? He is no longer here, he's gone. Our time also, we have to go. You guys move on. But you, with every time you're afraid, the devil might get me. Because you don't understand the ministry of angels. Listen, I have taught this many times. And, and I am sorry that some people's feelings might get hurt. Because I know it's not the most popular thing to say. But there's a lot of prayers that you make that are not supposed to be made. They are pointless. I'm just being honest. You know... The problem is, we do things because we were taught, but we don't question them and look at them in light of scripture. I don't know if somebody's, especially when it comes 
to some, listen, the Bible tells you that God protects you, protects you by his angels. There is nowhere you see the apostles in prison and it is angels that are breaking them out. You see men, battles rising up against the people of God and angels are coming to fight. But the church doesn't even know the place of the blood of Jesus. Listen, the blood of Jesus was for protection against God to you, not the devil. No, you're not capturing it. The blood of Jesus was to protect us from God. Not from the devil. The blood of Jesus was shed for God himself, to appease God. Not the devil. Let me give you an example. In Egypt, the Lord told Moses, tell everybody to put blood on their door. For the angel of death shall come at night and he shall slay anybody that has no blood. Who sent that angel? Who sent the angel? So when they were putting blood, who are they protecting themselves from? Not the devil. Say! I don't know if you are listening. If you read the book of Revelation, it says, They overcame him. By the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. But you don't understand what he's talking about. When the Lord Jesus came, he came and gave us victory against sin. That the devil used to put on our neck. Because he used the law of God against us. Because of our sin. The blood of Jesus came to remove sin. So that God cannot be angry with us and the devil cannot accuse you. Because when you do wrong against the law and somebody comes and points out, Lord, that person messed up. Why are you not punishing them? Are you not just? God is forced to enforce the law because you are on the wrong. The only way God could fix it to protect us from him was for him to come down himself. Because he could not trust anybody to be able to do it the way he would do it. So he came down himself, died himself, for himself, went back to heaven, took his blood, put it on the mercy seat, so that he cannot look at us anymore. Yeah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! But now, listen, but you are busy... A devil comes. I cover myself the, with the blood of... No, the blood of Jesus is already covering you. I don't know if somebody's... You know, we pray things because we had popularly used. But you don't look in scripture to understand. What is this for? Haven't you been tired? You're saying, I cover myself. But demons are still beating you. Listen. Insanity is doing the same thing, hoping for a different result. But when you know the word of God and the place of things, life is easy. God protected us and saved us from himself, from his wrath. No one has great. Listen, the devil is a small baby. Nobody. 
I'm just being honest with you. I'm just trying to save you time when you are in prayer. Amen, amen. If the, if the Lord Jesus came to crush the devil, remember the power of the devil on man was always sin. Nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So Jesus does this. He deals with the devil. Then he says, I have given you power to cast him out. But you are saying the blood of Jesus will protect me. No, you are not supposed to be protected. He's, he's the one running from you. Yeah. Yeah. The devil needs protection from you. Yeah. Not you from him. I don't know if you are listening to me. Touch your neighbor. Say the devil needs protection from you. The devil needs protection from you. Hallelujah. But, 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 but. If you don't understand this spiritual thing. You keep making prayers and wondering why things are not working. Remember a sacrifice is always unto somebody. God will never accept a sacrifice that he did not provide. So he had to sacrifice himself because that's the only thing that he can accept. Yeah. So the devil was using the wrath of God against us. That's why he was called the accuser of the brethren. Remember, he's still a brethren. Are you capturing? When you look at the book of Job, angels have gone to present themselves before Papa God. And notice he says, and the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. Now, the sons of God is a, are angels that are active on the planet. We'll talk about these things in the prophetic school. Because notice they are not meeting God in heaven because the devil has never had access to heaven since he was thrown out. So they were gathering somewhere in the heavenly places. So they all come. And the Bible says, and the devil also came amongst them. That God was shocked, say, hey! <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> He said, ah, you know, just going back and forth, two and four on the earth. God said, did you see my servant Job? There is no one like him there. He started making a case. He said, Lord, he only loves you because of what you have given him. If you take the things that you gave him, you think he will love you. He will build cases against people. Because true love has to be tested. So he had to be tested, not because God wanted to test him, but because somebody brought a case against him. But now Jesus is your righteousness because of the blood. Nobody can accuse you. Nobody can make you guilty before God. God has amnesia, complete forgetfulness of what you ever did. And he put mercy as a record player on, on replay. Every morning, that every time it comes, morning comes, it's new again. Morning comes, it's new again. Morning comes, it's new again. So that nobody will ever accuse you. 
sit, 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 sit. But if you don't know the place of these things, you'll be making prayers that will be hitting the, the, the wall, the ceiling, and coming back into your ears. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the power of God is always displayed through his angels also. So if you're ignorant of the work of angels who are sent to protect you, you are calling on something that protected you from God. If now you really plead it, <laughs> remember it was shed, you never pleaded it. He decided to do it to protect you. You imagine now you say, Lord, cover me with that. Now you are taking it off the mercy seat. If it were possible, it's not possible. Do you know what would happen? <laughs> you don't want that. Hallelujah. So you need to capture this and get it in your spirit. That to God, angels are so necessary. In my life and everything that I've ever done, that God commanded me to do, was always assisted by angels. If you look at the ministry of Elisha, when he was surrounded, the prophet opened the eyes of the servant and he saw a multitude of angels around the prophet that he did not even know that they were there. He thought that they were just the two of them. And the prophet told him, those who are with us are more than those who are against us. When you know who is with you, you will never worry about people gossiping about you. You will never worry about people talking about you. You will never worry about who is trying to get you. You never worry about who is trying to stumble you. You never try worry about what the enemy will be planning to do. Because of those who are with you are more than those who are against you. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're catching me. Is this entering your spirit? Are you sure it's entering your spirit? So, what you need as a child of God is to be aware. Because what you do not honor and what you're not aware of, it will pass you by. The Bible literally says that don't stop being nice to people because some of you have entertained angels unawares. The Bible is actually telling you, be good to strangers. Some of them are those who are sent to minister to you. I shared this in prophetic school and I spoke about the first time I met my guardian angel physically. was when I was about, uh, I believe, seven or, or six. He was in Tanzania. I will never forget it. He saved me from something that would have taken my life. Physically. 
I'm not talking about it was a vision. He was in a dream. I'm talking about physically. I don't know if somebody is capturing this. Physically. But I want to share with you what happened to me yesterday night. Because I want us to pray. I want us to pray for those who are sick. I want us to pray for those who are oppressed of any kind. And I know that God will set you free. Amen. Whether you are at home, whether you are anywhere. Amen. I know that the Lord will set you free. So I was, I was minding my own business as usual. And uh, we just finished live stream. And I looked at, at Bishop Claudius. And I looked at him. And I, and I told him, uh, God is calling me to pray. I feel like I'm supposed to be praying. Now, I use that language because it will make more sense to him. But I usually know when I'm going to have an encounter, there's a witness that always comes inside of me. That I know that God is going to come and speak to me. So I knew that I was being called to go and present myself before God. But I didn't know, do I do it now or do I do it later? I was really torn. I didn't really know how I was going to do it. So I told him, I don't know if I should take like a small nap. <laughs> and then wake up maybe like at 2, 3 a.m. and pray until the morning. I don't know how I should do it. Then inside of me, I figured out a formula. So he stayed at home. He stayed, he stayed with me that night. He went and slept in the, in, the, in the theater room at my place. I don't know why he likes that place, but he went there. <laughs> so I go to my room. I lay down for like five minutes. Ah, I just had no peace. I went and I got on my knees on the side of the bed and I began to pray. Amen. I was speaking to God and speaking to God and speaking to God and speaking to God and speaking to God. Then my spirit got to that place where I was instructed, lay down. So I went on my bed and I, and I laid down. Now, he was downstairs. In the morning, he woke up and he came to me and told me a very funny story. He said, Papa, I don't know what happened last night. <laughs> I said, what happened? <laughs> he said, you know, I was sleeping in the movie room. All of a sudden, I saw this being that looked like, that was like orangey, but I, I, it was a dream, but it was real. And, and this being looked at me, he stood by me, and walked through me and went upstairs to you. <laughs> so I looked at him. <laughs> so I looked at him. I'm laughing at his story, and I told him, ah. My son, you have no idea how many angels were in the house last night. Wow. So I told him what happened. So when I laid down, you know God is so good. Because God always finds a way to express himself to us continually. Day in, day out. Day in, day out. As long as we are willing. Hallelujah. 
Maybe we should just pray and go home. No, no, no. Keep going. Are you sure? <laughs> you know, when God gives me an experience, it's not for me. It's for you. Because the church can only experience what the head of the church is experiencing. If God gives me an experience, it's actually to your benefit, every one of you. It truly is. You don't need to do the amount of being in the presence of God because it's a shortcut. If God opens up something to me, it's because it's open to you. So, I laid myself down and I was praying. I was praying, praying, praying. Immediately, I saw six angels appeared in my room. Three were on my right side of the bed and three were on the left side of the bed. So I'm watching this, I'm like, usually when I see angels, they never appear with wings. They will usually come more human-like. But this time, these guys did not appear like that. And I was looking at them, I was like, I don't recognize these guys. I've never seen them. Hello? So I was wondering, oh, wow, who are these guys, you know? So there are three on my right, three on my left. And then in the middle of them, one that was tall. Now, um, the ceiling on, on, in my bedroom is pretty high. And this guy was really, really tall. And his wings, the thing that shocked me the most was how huge his wings looked. They were so big, and usually I don't see them with wings like that. I know my angel actually has really big wings, but this guy's wings were actually like extremely big. He was like, ah, who are you? <laughs> because I'd never seen him, I'd never met him. I did not know this angel, never known him ever. And this angel stands between them, and my bed is like here. And he's standing in front of me. So three on this side, three on this side. And he's standing in the middle of them. And he moves forward. And I look at him. The most glorious light was. He was inside of a light, but you could still see him. And he had like a crown that had like crystals and things. He was really good looking. And he stood there. And he looked at me. And he began to speak to me. On his right hand, he had a sword. The sword was, was flaming with a, I don't even know what, I've never seen any kind of like that kind of flame. It was not any earthly like flame. But think about the bluish, orangish flame together on one of his hands. Big. He stood there on, on, and on his left hand, he had like, he had like this, um, how do I explain it? It looked like, um, like, um, some, some, uh, uh, what is the word I can use? Because these are not uh, earthly things that you can find like normal words to speak. All I know is that it looked like, it looked, it was very colorful, but it looked like something shiny. I know it was like power in his right hand. But it was not like to smite anybody. And he just had it in his, in his left hand and the right hand he had the sword. And he stood there. And he looked at me, and they're always smiling. 
And it's <laughs> actually, my angel doesn't smile much. He's very serious. <laughs> but this guy had like smiley vibes, you know. <laughs> so he was holding it and looking at me. And he spoke. He told me, I am Gamiel. And I looked at him. He said, and I've been sent by God to bring a reward to his people. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're ready for this. And I'm standing there looking at him. And he told me, my name is Gamiel. I carry the rewards of God with me. And then he told me, I know you have never seen me or you have never met me, but the Lord has sent me to you. And he told me to open the book of Ezekiel. And I'm going to show it to you who, who the Lord sent to me. And then we are going to pray. Amen. Are you sure you're ready for this? Amen. Go to the book of Ezekiel. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Go to Ezekiel chapter 1. Amen. Listen, it is the will of God for you to have these experiences. Amen. I receive. Because they bring something into you that nobody will ever take from you. I receive. They put you in a place of walking with God beyond what anybody could ever take from you. That is why an experience is better than anything. Amen. Thank you, Lord. When you experience God, nobody can take that from you. Yes, yes, yes. Now, if you look at the, uh, go start from, uh, stand from uh, verse Ezekiel chapter 1, and we are going to start from verse, let me see, it will be easier, Thank you, Lord. from verse 15. Are you there? Amen. Ezekiel chapter 1 from verse 15. Now, as I beheld the living creatures, behold one will. The word will there is ophalim. Ophalim is a kind of angel. Mm -hmm. Singular is ophan, but plural is ophalim. Mm -hmm. They are just like cherubims. They are, they are just a, a kind of angel. Another name, like in English, for some reason, they call them wheels because of the size of their angel, of their wings, I believe. But these angels come from a hierarchy called eons. I think I taught this in prophetic school. How many people are in prophetic school? So you remember what eons are. He comes, they come from that hierarchy of angels called eons. And eons means ancient, like, like uh, full of light or before. And, and, uh, and, Ophalims usually work with cherubims very closely. 
I don't know if you're... Is it okay that I'm sharing this? You know, because in my heart, I know that we are a prophetic church. So this is okay. You know, other churches, they can't talk about this. Not only because it's not their experience. But it is strange to them because they don't understand these things. But by God's grace and by God's love, this is our norm. Because we are a prophetic church. Hallelujah. And this is the will of God for everybody. Thank you, Lord. Whether they know it or they don't. Thank you, Lord. And somehow, these angels work closely with cherubims. If a cherub is somewhere, an ophalim will also be there. But now, when this angel stood before me and he told me who he was and he took me to the scriptures to show me his his origin and things like that. Now, he didn't show me like sit down, okay, open the Bible in that way. It's like they communicate these things and you see them. I don't know how to explain it. When you have your own after tonight, you will know what I mean. Amen. You will know what I mean. Amen. And you know, actually, one thing that I was thinking about is that I'm actually going to just make a book of my experiences. And just keep them and keep them and keep them of all the ones that I've had. And he spoke to me, told me that there is a new season that the church is going into. There is a new season that each and every one of you, God is taking you to. Whenever God wants to move people into another place, he will always send angels to go ahead of them. That's good. Amen. Because somebody has to prepare the way and somebody has to show you the way. He told me this. He said, I have been sent to help you for the work Tonight, everybody that shall believe in what the Lord has given them to do, all those who have been praying, all those who have been fasting, all who have been giving into the work that God has given you, those who have been serving. I carry my re their reward with me from the presence of God. I know this night is a night for rewards. Those who are watching online, those who are watching from here, those who are live, those who are on Facebook, those who are on YouTube, those who are on Periscope. He told me, Signs and wonders will take place because I have been sent unto you for them. Immediately I understood that this guy brings uncommon breakthrough. I feel like only these people on this side, I don't know.
this night. This night. As you present yourself before the king of glory. There are seven angels. That God has sent. To touch each and every one of you. And to anoint you and to empower you for the next season. You will begin to experience great things before the year ends. That your new year's resolution will be bigger and better than any other year. What's your name, brother? Come. What's your name? Andre. Andre. Yes. I saw God doing something good for you. Amen. In the realm of the spirit, who did you come with? Uh, with my friend, Melanda. Now, who's... Come. Come, support your friend. Stand next to him. This is my brother, man. Let, let me tell you something. I saw God giving him a platform in Hollywood, this one. I saw him becoming very known and very famous. I don't know what you do, but I saw your star just going. Usually when I see this, it's something to do, I'm sure, with like entertainment or something like that. Because when I looked at him, I saw him becoming as big as Kevin Hart, this one. Hallelujah. Huh? What do you do? Stand up comedy. Professor! Professor! There is a prophet in their eyes. Capra Soto! Capra Soto! Somebody shout Jesus! Jesus! Go deeper, Papa. Go deeper. Andre, are you sure we have never spoken before? I am not sure, actually. <laughs> but this feels like the first time. It feels like the first time you are deep. Because I was praying for him. And as I'm praying for you, I'm seeing a vision. I'm just seeing the star going... <laughs> And started to ascend. And he shot up. And when he went high, I started to see him standing in the place that Kevin Hart was standing. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Do you know why I'm touching this? Huh? You don't know? When's the big day? You already married? Where is he? Huh? Ah, man of God, come quick.
Man, you're tall. I was touching your wife's ring because I need to pray for you guys, especially to do with this, your marriage. That's the reason why I was holding it. Because when I was looking at you, the Lord told me, before you pray with her, deal with this first. Amen. The Lord loves you too. And I am seeing you entering into great wealth. Hallelujah. I receive. You are not ready. You I know, I'll prophesy somebody else. I receive it. Listen. Come, come close. Lift your hands to God. I don't know what you do, but I saw the Lord putting properties in your hands. I saw properties being put in your hands. I don't know what you do, but I saw properties upon properties upon properties. It was like properties upon properties upon properties. I don't know if this is something you want to do or it's something that you do, but I saw the Lord giving you properties in your hands. she should get her real estate license since I'm running a company. We were, no, we were just having an argument, a baby argument in the car on the way back from somewhere. And I was telling her, hey, while I'm running this business, you get your property, get your real estate license, and we can, you know, make more money. And it's, I mean, the name is, it's, whoa, whoa, it's deep. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Prophet, your anointing is working for me. Now you know I'm not just talking. I saw you making too much money for this family. Too much. If you believe you will be too much for your family, shout amen. The Lord is going to touch you. But we need to pray for your marriage. Because I saw in the realms of the spirit, the enemy trying to bring some shakings and some turmoil and some things of bumping heads and things like that. That are not really a big thing and they should not be a big thing. But they may turn into something big that doesn't need to be big. Because it's small but it's looked at like it is big. That is why I was touching your ring. The Lord is telling me this. Let me, let me give a message to all my spiritual daughters. Very easy. You have to understand, especially those who, believed, who are believing to get married and those who may be married, Learn one thing and learn it very, very well. When you learn how to listen to him, don't be quick to throw words because all you're doing is you're making your own house difficult to live in. Men by nature, God gave us an ego that makes us a man. It's rooted in some foolishness. 
I'm being honest. Amen. But if you fight that ego, you will never win. If you try to contend with him in that place, you will not win. Remember, the Bible says, he who finds a husband, he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Don't be a bad thing. Be a good thing. And a woman who finds a man finds a head. So you are neck. The neck does not argue with the head. It makes the head thinks that is calling the shots. But the neck turns the head wherever it wants it to go. So use a lot of wisdom. Use lots of wisdom. Don't allow arguing and fighting unnecessarily. Know how to get your point across. In the sweetest way that will make him feel, look at himself and say, man, I'm dumb. Why, why am I always like, is somebody catching me? Yeah. Amen. Because what the devil is trying to do is that naturally, women, you are sharper than men in terms of quick thinking. So you have answers like ammunition, but the problem is they're not thought out. They are good answers, but they are not calculated. Because things can be forgiven, but things are never forgotten. Amen. And it takes grace for things to be forgotten. Do yourself a big favor. You cannot change him by fighting him. He was designed to fight. But not to fight against you, to fight for you and to protect you. Amen. Amen. I feel like it's only my sons that are clapping. Hallelujah. Disagreements will be there. Amen. But... The reality is you should never be in a position where, well, do whatever. Because you just opened a door for him to actually do whatever. Don't have that spirit. Don't allow a door to be opened against you because of your careless speaking. Ah, amen. The truth is your way can work, but his can work too. But you will never know until you support that direction. <clears throat> if he says, let's go left, don't say, oh man, that's not going to work out. Let's go right. And you stick to your right. That's not teamwork. You are a helpmate. You know what? I think right will work, but let's try left and see what we can do. If it doesn't work, we always have right to go to. What you have done now, you are on each other's corner instead of contending on whose side it is going to work. Amen. But I'm just giving you this because it will help where God is taking you. Come close. Come close, my family. Both of you are my family. Come close. Misunderstanding doesn't mean one is bad. It just means it's misunderstanding. They should never be one. Amen? Because I saw, the reality is this. I saw God giving you the mind to make lots of money. Hallelujah. 
you are extra sharp. But God will lift you up if you know how to humble yourself to him. Because that's the biggest...